Welcome to Echo Sunday Service. I want to let you know right off the bat, our goal for you today is to have church at home. This is more than just another source of entertainment. Some tips to make that happen. Create a space. Try to eliminate any extra distractions. Gather your family. Physically draw them near. When it comes to times of worship, stand up. If you feel prompted, kneel, raise your hands, close your eyes. Focus in on what the Lord has for you today. Pray out loud. If you're by yourself, maybe FaceTime an Echo friend. And remember, include the kids. Lead by example. Join in on their service. Here's some things to expect today. Our very own Echo Band leading us in worship. A message from Andy and Christy. And if that doesn't get you excited, we have an incredible story from someone that calls Echo home and a time of response, all within about 30 minutes. Let us know what you get out of today's service. Post on social media and be sure to tag us so we can experience it with you. We want to thank you for your continued giving. If you're looking to give to Echo today, you can visit the link below. Lastly, let us know how we can pray for you. Comment on this video or email us your prayer requests. Let's do this together. Um, we're the Rowans. My name is Jody. And my name is Luke. And we just wanted to share a verse uh, with our Echo family that stood out to us this week. It's 2 Timothy 1.7. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. It's kind of interesting because this time right now is very unprecedented. You know, we haven't seen a virus like this sweep through the nation, a pandemic that's happening right now. And a natural response that we have a lot of times is fear. And so we want to encourage everybody that God didn't give us a spirit of fear, but he gave us a spirit of love and a sound mind so we can be empowered to do what's right in our communities. Thanks, everyone. Have a good week. Father, we come before you. We're excited to be here and worship together. No matter where we're at, no matter what we're doing, we are surrounded by your love, God with us, you are for us. I'm no longer, and I'm no longer a slave. 
better if you're in your home, maybe you're in your kitchen or your living room, maybe you're watching on your phone. I sense that God wants to do something in your life today. Currently, I am standing in front of one of the best places in the world, the Mayo Clinic. I'm not going to pretend to be a Mayo historian, but one thing I did find out is that the Mayo brothers in the 1880s joined their dad, their father in his practice. And as they began to work together, their reputation began to grow. And people began to hear that roar and they wanted to join their mission and their purpose. And 140 years later, we get to live in one of the most iconic cities in the world. I mean, just think about that. Think about this one idea that there are people currently working at the clinic and they are trying to make a difference in millions of people's lives. They are trying to come up with a cure for cancer. They're trying to come up with a cure of diseases. And that's something to celebrate, but I also want to take a moment and celebrate the person that's making a difference in just one person's life. I know tons of people that are doing that here within the Mayo Clinic and Olmstead Medical Center, and I just want to pause and I want to say thank you. Thank you for making a difference. Thank you for greeting people as they walk into the clinic. Security guards, thanks for keep, keeping things safe. Nurses and doctors and practitioners and x-ray techs. You, you know who you are, custodians. I just want to say thank you. Thanks for being a part of a winning team. But a story that I want to share today, Christy and I, we sat down with a friend. Her name's Jen. And we've been watching her for years. And we've been hearing her roar. We have heard her reputation. And we just sense that you need to hear her story and how she's making a difference in this world. As you know, Andy and I with Echo Church are super, super intentional about helping people discover their purpose. And one of our favorite things that we get to observe is watching people like you live out their purpose. And when we think about the collision of finding your place and finding your people and finding your purpose, it's you. And so I would just love it if we can just unpack that a little bit and have you share what you get to do every single day. I am Jen Toller. I am a labor and delivery nurse at Mayo. Um, I have four kids, married to my husband, Zach. I think it, all my journey in um, becoming a nurse was very planned. It was God definitely hand in hand in my becoming a nurse from the very beginning. I was all ready to go to college and my grandfather passed away. And in the course of him becoming sick, I had a really poor experience with a nurse who basically told me, it's okay. He doesn't know you're here anyway. You can go home and he's going to pass away. And I left that hospital room and knew I was meant to be a nurse. I never wanted a patient or a family to go through something like that ever. To ever feel not supported, um, that just wasn't going to happen. As a labor and delivery nurse, every day is different. Um, you can have a mom who's coming in for a normal, spontaneous labor or an induction of labor of a mom who's going to have a c-section it's always 
The days in labor and delivery are really good, really, really good, but there's also those really, really bad days. And I am also part of the bereavement team, and so I take care of those moms and dads and families who have suffered a pregnancy or infant loss, and I take care of them on their really, really bad days. So when Zach and I got married, we got married in May. We found out we were expecting in July. In November, I just wasn't feeling well. Zach and I went to our small local doctor and he immediately knew something wasn't okay. And I essentially was going into labor at like 22 weeks pregnant. And they stopped labor, but we knew if something happened and I delivered, there was nothing that they could do. They were too early. And on a Saturday morning, November 12th, I delivered our boys. Um, they were both live born. They both had a heartbeat. They were with us for about an hour. And then we had to say goodbye. And it was that moment that has prepared me for what I do for bereavement care. Because I walk parents through saying hello and goodbye to their baby in the same day. After we had our twins, it took a while. Um, it took a lot of years for me to be okay with what I had gone through. But the thing with it is, he always uses something like that for good. He didn't want me to go through that. He didn't want Zach and I to lose our twins. But he's using it for good today. I got into bereavement care so that I could be a light. And I tell every patient, right now you're in a valley and it's dark and you feel alone, but I promise you, someday you'll either hit the summit or you'll reach the peak of that mountain and you'll say, look how far I've come. And I've walked that dark valley. I want them to see me and say, she's gone through it and she's okay. And why do I do what I do? Why do I pray before a patient goes to surgery? Why do I hold their hand and worry about the charting and all of that later? Because in that moment, that's what matters. In that moment, I want to be, I want to be Jesus for them in that moment. Because that's what they need. I am Jen. Hear me roar. As I was sitting down with Jen, it became very apparent to me that she draws from a deep well. And I've known her a couple years now as a friend, and I've heard her stories. I've seen her after a long shift, and I am consistently blown away with the way that she leads her life. She draws deep in her faith. She draws deep from her personal stories to meet people where they're at. And since I have a little bit of extra time on my hands with quarantine, I thought I would pick up a couple of new career paths. I don't know if you know this, but I am now Christy Cass researcher, and I'm also a homeschool mom. Woo -woo! <laughs> so as I was researching wells in Africa, I learned a couple things that I never knew before. The average person walks 3.7 miles to get fresh water supply every day. That is their daily rhythm, their daily routine to walk every single day and get fresh water. 
when I look at Jen's life and what we learned as she was sharing is that she, there's, there's prep before her shift. She's praying. She's in the word. She's digging deep. She's living for God. And when she walks into those 12-hour plus shifts and she's being a light in those dark rooms, she's drawing closer to God. She's being Jesus to them. And when she gets done with work, she gets in her van and she gives everything back to God. It's her rhythm and her routine and I'm inspired by that. Another thing that fascinated me was that there's different types of wells out there, but the ones that last the longest are the deepest. They put these protective walls in there to keep out the particles and contamination. And I just think that that is something that we can look at our life. Are we putting a protective wall? Are we going deeper for fresh water supply every single day? And I just think that in order for us to have a louder roar, we need to have a deeper well. I love this verse in Proverbs 4.23. And it says this, Watch over your heart with all diligence, for from its flow the springs of life. And I just think that we right now in this season, we need to guard our heart. We need to allow God to give us fresh life. There's a book in the Bible called Isaiah, and it's written during a crazy season, crazy times. And I think that honestly, when I read it, I think about us right now, what we're up against, what we're facing, just with this current scenario and the circumstances. And I was inspired this week when I read it, and I wanna share it with you. It's in chapter 12, verse two. It says, surely God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. And I don't know about you, but I've been afraid in the past couple weeks. I've lacked in trust in moments. And when I read this, I cling to those words because I don't want to be afraid. And it goes on to say this, the Lord himself is my strength and my defense. God wants to defend us. He wants to give us supernatural strength. He has become my salvation. With joy, you will draw water from the wells of salvation. In that day, you will say, give praise to the Lord, proclaim his name, make known among nations what he has done and proclaim that his name is exalted. And I don't know if you're sitting here right now and you're afraid or you guys have fear or anxiety, but I wanna challenge you to draw deeper, to go to the well, let God be your supply. We are up against so many things right now, bombarding our minds, bombarding our hearts, bombarding our thoughts. And I just wanna challenge you to get in the word, download the Bible app, read the Bible, and just pursue God like you're pursuing all the news or all the other things. And I just think right now, there's no better time for us to draw near. We have a little bit more time on our hands. There's a quote that Andy had said this week that just stopped us in our tracks and it says, life is more than the absence of fear. Life is meant to be filled with joy. And right now, I know it sounds even funny to be like, find joy in this season, but there's a lot of things to be joyful for. And so let's rejoice in that. Look around you. And I think that right now, more than ever, I've been evaluating my life. I've been evaluating our family's life. We have extra time on our hands. We've never eaten this many meals in our home or spent this many days at home without leaving. But I just think that there's a lot to be joyful for. And speaking about joy, we wanted to take it another step further and we wanted to share with you guys the impact that Jen has made on someone. You see, I've known her and I've seen the personal stories of the impact that she has made, how she has literally brought hope. 
into people's lives when they have been at their lowest points. She has been that flickering light in the dark room. She has brought hope in with her when people are at their lowest points. And so we wanted to share with you a personal story of someone wanting to say thank you for the impact that Jen has made. I just want to thank you, Jen, for what you do on behalf of my wife and I. Um, us going through a miscarriage and all the emotions that go along with it and then going through the process of delivery and all of the complicated feelings that you have, uh, that you would have in that situation. Um, I just felt so much empathy from you and understanding and uh, it, it, it was it was unreal how this tremendously terrible situation could be made somewhat manageable. That's how I felt. It was like, this is the worst thing that could possibly happen. But in that moment, you were with us. And um, I mean, it was, it was, yeah, it was, <clears throat> it was one of the worst experiences in our lives. Uh, and somehow you made it manageable. And, and you prepped us for what we should be thinking about and what we might be experiencing after and just, and, and you know, and what to accept and, and, and just like letting us feel how we felt and, and just talked us through all this stuff that you would never even think of because you never think you're going to be in that position. And I think all of that that you were able to help us with was because you had gone through the same thing. And so the level of empathy um, that you were able to share with us, um, it's just, it, it, it was on another level that I don't think, I don't think that same level of empathy could happen unless you yourself had experienced it. And so I think it's an example of using your experiences for good and, and absolutely tremendously terrible experiences for you led to you being able to help us. And I hope that Chelsea and I, through our um, experiences, good and bad, um, that we will be able to do uh, what you've done and be able to help others. We appreciate you so much and we are so grateful for you. And as you know, every time I see you, I immediately tear up and just want to give you a big hug. And I don't think that will ever change. So thank you. Your experiences can impact others. God is calling us to go deep into the well so that we might be able to leave and walk back into rooms that feel like deserts, families that have uncertainty and unknown and friendships that are, that are maybe in shambles. And, and God wants to begin to reveal that roar that he's placed within you so that you might make a difference in their life. Before we end, I want to read one more verse. It's in Revelations. There's this picture of Jesus at the center of this really epic worship experience and, they're pr and we're lifting up his name and it's like, and in fact it says, every tongue and every nation and every tribe is lifting his name up. And listen to what he's gonna do and what he can do in your life 
today. It says, for the lamb in the center of the throne will be their shepherd. He will guide them to the springs of water of life. And God will wipe every tear from their eyes. And in verse 16, it says this, they will never again be hungry and they will never again be thirsty and the sun won't beat down on them, nor will they have any beating heat upon them. Because we get to experience the presence of God. We get to have that relationship with God. We get to draw deep into the wells of hope and peace and joy. At this moment, though, I understand that there are some of you that are watching this and, and you define your relationship with God as non-existent or you feel far from God. And today I want to invite you to take a step towards God. It's as simple as just praying a prayer. The prayer is not the answer, but it's the start saying, Lord, I surrender. God, I surrender. I don't have this all figured out, but I believe you do. And today I'm going to take a step with you. Let's pray this prayer together. Jesus, I surrender. I have more questions than answers, but I choose to follow you anyway. I acknowledge that you lived, you died, and rose again, all with us in mind. I accept the rescue that you offer. Save me and lead me in Jesus' name and his authority. Amen. Before we move on with our day, I want to invite you into just a few more minutes of worship. A few more minutes of drawing deep into the well of God and letting him bring peace that might pass, surpass the understanding of this moment. But I want to pray for you right now. Jesus, we welcome you into our rooms. We welcome you into our homes and our hearts and our heads. Will you be praised? At the same time, Lord, refill us with your joy. In Jesus' name, amen. This is how I find my battles. This is how I find my battles. This is how I find my battles. This is how I find my
God, thank you for today. Thank you for all the people with us this morning. And thank you that we get to be a part of the winning team. In Jesus' name, amen. That's you. You are a part of the winning team. And we are so glad you are. Thank you, Andy and Christy, for just the reminder of the fact that we will be more effective the deeper our wells are. So why wouldn't we take this time where we're all forced to take a little bit of a step back and embrace that idea? Now, if you by chance said the prayer at the end of the message today, maybe for the first time or the first time in a long time, we would love to connect with you. There will be a link on the screen and we want to we connect with you, we want to support you, and we want to encourage you. Now, one of the things you guys did this week because of your faithfulness and your generosity is the church was able to give some really cool snacks and food to the Olmstead Medical Center and to the Mayo Clinic just to encourage them, just to let them know that we love them. It's just one more small step in the things that we're trying to do to make a difference in this community. Now, a really interesting next step that I heard about this week, and we always want to leave you with the next step, was there's a guy in our church who just to support community has been going through his phone book. And he's been sending little messages, sending texts, sending voicemails to people as he works his way through, just as an encouragement. Maybe that's something you can do this week, just to promote community. We are so glad you joined us, and we look forward to seeing you real soon.